Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, August 8th. Jaguars' first unofficial depth chart has been released. We will dive into it ahead of the Jaguars' preseason week one matchup with the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas Saturday, August 12th at 5 p.m. This is going to be um, fluid. Let's just say that, right? The, the depth chart this early on in training camp in the preseason, it's going to be fluid. It's going to change. Um, I think you usually see rookies buried a little bit on the depth chart. They will have a chance through the rest of training camp and preseason to rise up um, and and uh, claim spots on the roster, certainly. But we'll dive into all of it here. If you're enjoying the content here on Duval Daily, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you want to, you can also support the channel further by checking out ginjag.com shop. You can pick up some new Duval gear. We've got our tie-dye limited edition Duval throwbacks available right now for pre-order. Again, that's ginjag.com shop. Really appreciate y'all for tuning in. So let's dive into this depth chart, starting off with the starters. Uh, only surprise in the starting lineup. Only one surprise, really. It's Blake Hance at left guard, and that's really only the situation right now because Tyler Shatley dealt with the AFib situation last week, and he's working himself back into um, back into the lineup. He's still participating in practice on an individual basis, not in the team portion of practice. I think he will be able to work himself back, and if he was healthy right now, he would be in the starting lineup. Now, Ben Barch also working his way back at left guard. It's possible that he would be the starter if he was fully healthy. He's working back from the knee injury he sustained in week five of the 2022 regular season. Um, Still hasn't been fully cleared to participate in practice. So you do have guys there that if they were fully healthy and they are expected to be fully healthy at some point prior to the start of the regular season, um, they would probably be penciled in as the starters for week one at left guard. But as things currently stand with the Jaguars injury situation at guard, Blake Hance is listed as the starting left guard for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Everything else is really pretty much chalky. And, and again, he's only there due to injury. So listed as the starting left tackle, Walker Little. Um, I don't think that's a surprise because that's what you've seen so far in training camp, right? Uh, with Cam Robinson being the number two left tackle. I still feel strongly, despite both guys really having strong camps so far, that that will change after Cam Robinson returns from suspension. They're going to want to get their best five on the field. They haven't talked about Cam Robinson playing guard at all. They have talked about Walker Little playing guard quite extensively, and they have um, experimented with Cam Robinson out there in the starting lineup at left tackle and Walker Little out there at left guard. I believe the Jaguars are going to try that lineup once week four is over and Cam Robinson can return from his suspension. I, re- I really strongly do believe that. So I think it'll be Cam at left tackle, Walker Little at left guard, Fortner at center, obviously Brandon Sheriff at right guard, and then the rookie, the only rookie in the starting lineup, but we knew he was going to be in the starting lineup, Anton Harrison at right tackle for the Jaguars. So I think that's going to be your starting five. I think 
behind that, you'll have Shatley on the interior. You'll have Ben Barch on the interior as well. So I think you'll have some good interior depth. You obviously have Josh Wells out there on the on at, at tackle as well as some insurance. So I think you feel like you've got three quality tackles at the very least. Um, you know, Josh Wells is a guy who has stepped in in spots when he's been needed and been able to perform at a reasonably high level at tackle. So I think you feel pretty good about that spot. Again, once Cam Robinson does return, you've also seen Cole Van Lannan take some reps out there uh, this year, a guy who can play interior or at tackle. But getting into some other notable spots here, Kevin Austin is listed as the number two X behind Calvin Ridley, which is significant because Kevin Austin Rookie undrafted free agent in 2022 wasn't able to make the roster because, quite frankly, he struggled with catching the football. He's been much more consistent in that regard this year. Still not perfect, as I've mentioned. You've seen a couple uh, passes thrown his way that have hit the ground, but a lot more explosive plays down the field for Kevin Austin in training camp. Um, So I think it's going to be really interesting, and we've talked about it here on the channel if you've been paying attention. The wide receiver spot is going to be interesting. Teams usually keep six receivers. If the Jaguars do, in fact, keep six receivers, obviously it's going to be Calvin Ridley. Obviously, you also have Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Jamal Agnew as your top four. And then if it's six, five and six, I think is interesting. For me, I think Parker Washington should be a lock. You drafted him for a reason. He's a guy that probably should have been a day two pick. Everything he's shown you so far in training camp has been positive. He's made some unbelievable catches. He looks physical. He looks tough. He adds value as a special teamer. Um, And then you've also got Tim Jones, who's listed behind Zay Jones for the number two um, wide receiver spot on the other side. I think Tim Jones is a guy that probably deserves to make this roster. He doesn't drop anything. He does the dirty work. You've seen him get in there in games, block his ass off, compete on special teams at a really high level. So I think it's going to be really interesting. And now you see Kevin Austin starting to emerge as well. How will that wide receiver room play out? Uh, If you had to base it off this current depth chart, it would look like Kevin Austin would be on the team and Parker Washington would be on the outside looking in. I doubt that's how it ends up playing out because I do think the draft value matters. I think the ability to play special teams at a high level matters. I think Parker gives you more in that regard than, than Kevin Austin does. And I just think overall, yeah, Kevin Austin might be a, a more explosive outside receiver, a guy that can create explosive plays down the field, but Parker Washington is going to be a much more consistent slot type receiver in this league than Kevin Austin is as an outside receiver. I think if you were to try to get Parker Washington on your practice squad, he would undoubtedly be scooped up by another team and you would lose out on a very talented slot receiver that you could potentially long-term rely on very heavily. You know, are you going to be paying Christian Kirk um, $18 million per year for the foreseeable future when you've got Parker Washington? And I'm not trying to write Christian Kirk off. He's an unbelievable slot receiver. I think the Jaguars should have him in their plans for the next couple years at least. But at some point, you're probably going to want to get cheaper at that spot. You're probably going to want to pay a guy like Calvin Ridley, right? Um, Instead of forking out all your wide receiver money on Christian Kirk. I'm just being real about this. I think Christian Kirk's a great player, a great leader. I want to see him in Jacksonville. But when it comes down to brass tacks, I think eventually you're not going to be wanting to pay your slot receiver as much as you're currently paying Christian Kirk. I think Parker Washington is a good answer to that long term. So I do not think the Jaguars will end up 
um, trying to stash Parker Washington on the practice squad. I think he will end up making the roster. But again, if you look at the depth chart right now, he looks like he's the seventh receiver. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Tank Bigsby, number two on the running back depth chart. Not a big surprise for me at all because he's clearly been... I mean, if you just look at training camp, he's been the most impressive back in the Jaguars' backfield. Now, we know what Travis Etienne brings to the table on Sundays, right? He is an unbelievably explosive runner, has tremendous speed, creativity with the ball in his hands. He's going to be your number one. I think Tank Bigsby, though, is going to start eating into some of those carries. I think he's going to get some inside zone looks. I think he's going to get some goal line looks at times uh, because he's just a tough, hard-nosed runner like the name Tank, it is fitting for him, but he's a tank with incredible speed and agility and explosiveness as well. So uh, a really fun player. I think you have a really good running back room. Behind Bigsby, you've got Jamichael Hasty, then Dearness Johnson at four, and I think the Jaguars will probably keep four running backs. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Which would mean Snoop Connor and Kadri Allison on the outside looking in. That doesn't come as any surprise to me right now. Looking at the tight ends, um, no big surprises here. Garrett Prince listed as the number two F tight end behind Evan Ingram. That's kind of your move tight end, your receiving tight end, if you will. And then Brenton Strange listed as the number two Y tight end behind Luke Farrell, who the Jaguars really, really like. I do think by the, by the end of the season, Brenton Strange will have uh, probably accumulated more reps than Luke Farrell overall, just because I think he's more talented overall, but Farrell has experience in this system. He's a very talented uh, Y tight end in his own right, in my opinion, a guy that can block at a fairly high level, but also bring a little bit to the to the table as a receiver. I just think Britton Strange has a little bit more of a ceiling than Luke Farrell does, uh, a little bit higher of a ceiling than Luke Farrell does, I should say. So, And I think Strange and Farrell, Prince, Evan Ingram, they've all looked very good in training camp so far. Garrett Prince has been a touchdown machine. Uh, no big surprises here. I do think, though, Brenton Strange has a chance at some point to overtake Farrell as the top Y tight end uh, in 2023. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, no surprises in the starting lineup, right? You do have Henry Mondo ahead of Raymond Vohasek as the number two nose tackle behind Devon Hamilton. Um, Mondo is a guy they brought over in free agency. He's had a role on, on the Giants and Patriots in recent years. Vohasek is the rookie out of North Carolina who had an unbelievable day of production yesterday having multiple tackles in the backfield he has an incredible bull rush he is very very strong I would be surprised honestly unless Mondo really starts to um, make his presence felt if Vohasek actually doesn't overtake Mondo in that role as the number two nose tackle you've got Adam Gotts ahead of Tyler Lacey behind Roy Robertson Harris uh, as the number two defensive end on that side so that doesn't come as a big surprise to me. I think both of those guys will end up making the roster. I think Gotsis is a very impactful guy in terms of the ability to create uh, disruption in the backfield. And I think Tyler Lacey, the Jaguars drafted him in the fourth round for a reason. He's not going anywhere either. So I think you've got a nice little room there, group there, I should say. Jeremiah Ledbetter, 
The Jaguars really like him. He, they had him around last year. Um, he's listed ahead of Deshaun Dixon at the other defensive end spot behind Foley Fatukasi. It'll be interesting to see how many of these interior defensive linemen the Jaguars keep because last year they did go very light on the interior defensive line. Um, how is that going to shake out this year? At this point, it would look like Ledbetter is on the inside and Dixon's probably on the outside looking in. We'll see how all that plays out. But the Jaguars did elect to go light um, up front. In 2022, will they do the same in 2023? I'm not sure. Uh, Gregory Jr. and Buster Brown both listed ahead of Eric Hallett and Christian Braswell. This is like the battle of the late round picks from 2022 and 2023 at corner. Um, You've got Gregory Jr. listed as the number two slot corner behind Trey Herndon. And then you've got Buster Brown listed as the number two outside corner behind Tyson Campbell. And uh, behind Darius Williams at the other outside corner is Tavon Campbell, a guy who the Jaguars uh, brought in last year. They liked a lot of what he brings to the table. But yeah, so you have Eric Hallett behind Monteric Buster Brown um, at one outside corner spot. So third on the depth chart there. And then Braswell is also third at nickel behind Gregory Jr. and Trey Herndon. I think this stuff is fluid because honestly, you've seen Hallett play more nickel than Braswell, who's played more outside. And Braswell's been dealing with um, a little bit of a, I'm not sure if it's a hamstring, what it is, but he's been working off to the side some. Don't want to speculate on that because I'm not sure exactly what it is. But you have seen Braswell working off to the side. You know, at, at free safety, obviously Andre Cisco, top of the depth chart. Then you've got Daniel Thomas, then Antonio Johnson. Um, I think it's going to be interesting how the Jaguars decide to shake out the safety room. If I had to guess, they would keep five, which would be Cisco and Jenkins, the two starters, Thomas, Wingard, and Antonio Johnson. I don't think Antonio Johnson's going anywhere. He's been a standout at camp so far. He's been really impressive for them uh, for the most part, and uh, I just don't think that he's going anywhere. He's just way too good to try to stash on the practice squad. A guy that should have been a day-two pick, quite frankly. Um, How will it shake out at corner? I think that's still wide open. How many corners will the Jaguars keep? I'm not sure. Obviously, you've got Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, and Trey Herndon locked in. At this point, if they were keeping six, it would be those three plus Tavon Campbell, Buster Brown, and Gregory Jr. I don't think that's going to end up how it, how, it, how it plays out. I think Hallett is probably going to make the roster. And uh, I'm not sure how they're going to square that. Because I do think they like Buster Brown more on the outside, Hallett and Jr. more on the inside. It's going to be interesting. I think they've got some decisions to make there, but they've got more competition on the back end of the roster at corner than they did in 2022. And they've got these guys, all of them have made plays. Like you've seen Buster Brown make plays, Gregory Jr., Eric Hallett. All of them have been able to contribute Uh, by disrupting passes, by getting their hands on the football in training camp so far. I think a big factor in this race for the back end of the cornerback room is going to end up being preseason performance, and we'll see how it all plays out. Um, No surprises on special teams as well. Brandon McManus is your starting kicker. Logan Cook, your starting punter. Ross Matisic, your starting long snapper. And uh, Jamal Agnew at punt return. Now, they don't have... Parker Washington listed as on the on the punt or kick return depth chart. Right now, second on punt return is Christian Kirk. Second on kick return is Jamichael Hasty, And then Chris Claybrooks is the third kick returner. Um, 
I, I think that's an oversight, quite frankly, because you've seen Parker Washington return the ball a lot. I think you will continue to see that throughout training camp in the preseason. And uh, I, I'd be surprised, quite frankly, if he's not at least the second string punt returner when the regular season rolls around. But that'll do it for this um, for this initial unofficial depth chart for the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into preseason week one. You can let me know if you have any other further questions about the depth chart. And uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Again, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show. And if you want to support the channel further, again, you can check out genjag.com shop. Pick up some new Duval gear. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a good one. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.